Ciao, and welcome to the Frontier Space Podcast, a dialogue about how space technology and exploration are transforming our solar system. Good afternoon, Amon. Welcome to the Frontier Space Podcast. Thank you so much, Cole. Uh, thank you for inviting me here today. Uh, I'm ready to uh, discuss with you whatever questions you have. Yeah. How is your, uh, how are your holidays over there in Cairo? Good. <laughs> we are doing very good. And we have um, tomorrow starting the holidays. Yes. Wonderful. Mm. Well, I was noticing you have some, some interesting research publications there um, and, and quite a uh, uh, interesting career and in, um, satellite communications and engineering and, and mm -hmm. remote sensing. Could you share more about how you got involved in that? Yeah, and sure, sure, sure. I had I got my PhD um, uh, at 2013 in uh, communication engineering for satellite communication, especially. And I have a uh, postdoctoral degree from Kitaka Yushu Institute of Technology from Japan. I have also a Master of Business Administration from Estlaska, France. Uh, I started my first project in Egypt which is funded uh, by Ministry of Higher Education and Scientific Research. And this project ended by uh, 2015. Uh, I think this project gave me uh, a lot of experience to develop a space system. It was the very beginning of my career. And I have uh, acquired uh, a patent on this project. And I have made some publication regarding to the uh, development of a space computer system, which can be used for onboard satellites. I continued my projects and uh, I have been involved in many uh, uh, space system developments, especially we have developed the first Egyptian CubeSat, which have been launched in 2019 uh, and it followed by another one. Uh, this CubeSat is totally made in Egypt. Uh, also, I have been participating in um, uh, the African Union Space Working Group, which is aiming to develop uh, the first ever African space policy and African space strategy. And we have uh, spent uh, around three years in this work trying to investigate how we can uh, develop something for Africa uh, that can uh, try to um, develop a lot of uh, subsystems and satellite systems and ecosystems that can leverage the uh, level of, uh, of, uh, of living of African people. It's very exciting. And I was noticing some of your studies there on, on the effects of space plasma on, on oxide coatings. And uh, yes, this one we have started only a few months ago. Uh, we are trying to develop another satellite that can measure the, the space plasma and the ionosphere characteristics uh, in the Lee orbit. And this one is very important issue for us as we are trying to make the linkage between the effect of uh, um, uh, climate change effect in uh, the atmosphere. The African uh, countries mostly suffer from uh, climate change effects. And this one is very important for us to study. Nice. You and your team must have been quite, quite excited when the African Union you know, passed the legislation in 2017. Um, yes. And, and, and approved Egypt as the host country for, for the African Space Agency. Yes, we, we have, we have um, uh, uh, participated uh, 
in the uh, African Union Space Working Group to develop the African Space Policy and African Space Strategy. And we started this uh, around 2014 or 2013. Uh, we spent three years in this uh, process. And ultimately, we concluded that we need uh, an African Space Agency. Uh, and this African Space Agency is actually um, um, an arm for the African Union Commission or African Union, which is led by the head of these uh, states in Africa. So the African Space Agency uh, is uh, belonging to the African Union. And uh, each, each country participating in the African Union will be uh, a member of the African Space Agency. So the African Space Agency actually is mandated to develop the African Space Program. And the African Space Program is the drive. Uh, and this, this can be a, a very potential for African countries to make use of space and its applications. So we have the African Space Policy and the African Space Strategy, which have been adopted by the uh, heads of states uh, 2016. And then uh, the African Space Agency now is uh, going to be activated very soon, which is responsible to implement this policy and this strategy. We have in Africa, a lot of countries that uh, has already started a space program, like, as you may know, Egypt, Algeria, um, South Africa, uh, Ghana, uh, Morocco. Uh, we have also uh, Gabon. We have also as well, uh, Uganda, they are going to start um, a space uh, system development like a cube satellites. We have Kenya as well. So we have a lot of countries in Africa that uh, try to start their own space program to do, and to develop their capacity, where the African Space Agency is going to um, make use of these resources, especially in the human resources, which is a calibers. Uh, as we know also that uh, a lot of African calibers is uh, suffering from the brain drain. So we have the problem of brain drain in Africa. Uh, I think the African Space Agency will, will We'll take care of this issue and wonderful um and how soon or, or what year do you think the african space agency or, or um will, will be operational uh, um or, or... Mm -hmm. I, I understand your question but the african space agency now uh, as a headquarter is already uh, being built in egypt and i think it's within a few months will be completed and finished uh, the building itself will be a huge building, very state-of-the-art with equipment, a lot of equipment that can enable the staff to uh, uh, work and uh, to the work in a proper way. Uh, we have also a huge area which is dedicated for the African Space Agency headquarters. And maybe by the quarter uh, two of the next year, the facility will be ready to, to receive the uh, delegate from African countries from the African Union Commission to start the work. Um, meanwhile, the, uh, the activation and real activation of this uh, agency will be done when the African Union Commission assigns uh, the team and the director of the agency. And uh, we are trying now to establish a very good connection between uh, us and the, the African Union Commission to organize how we can move forward in this and how we can start activating the, the agency. Awesome. And it's, it sounds like AFSA or, or ASA might be a good acronym. I think in the world's gravitating. <laughs> I, I'm not sure about the naming yet because we have a lot of naming. Uh, so maybe AFSAS or something like this can be uh, a good abbreviation for the agency. But 
uh, we will wait for the African Union Commission to determine this issue. Ah, you mentioned initially that you guys are focusing on, you know, Earth and 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 the geospatial data collected from remote sensing satellites and and with a potential like a CubeSat program or um, and and okay, well, and the ecosystem in low Earth orbit. Yes, yes, yes. So uh, you know that the recent trend for the uh, space technology is the miniaturization of the systems. So uh, the new trend actually depends on the nanosatellite systems and the cube satellites. Uh, this is driven by, uh, thank you, for the new technology which can neutralize the microchips, the memories and the optics and the electronics as well. So I think this trend will be a very um, uh, promoting issue and a reliable solution for the African space countries and agencies because uh, uh, building a very huge satellite uh, costs a lot, not from the financial point of view, but from the infrastructure, from the human uh, capacity needed to uh, develop these systems. The African space program is uh, basic, based on four pillars. First one is the Earth observation, which can serve a lot of applications and challenges in Africa, not only for the uh, um, Earth imaging, but also for uh, different types of imaging like multispectral and hyperspectral as well. Also, the second one is the communication satellite, which can provide uh, a very reliable solution for the um, rural areas communication, uh, which has a lot of application like uh, e uh, electronic uh, e medicine and e uh, education. Uh, and this uh, can solve a lot of issues regarding to the development on the ground. The third pillar is the navigation systems, which can provide uh, a reliable and sustainable solution for the transportation uh, across African countries. The, third, the, the fourth one is the um, space uh, science. And space science, we can find a lot of African countries, especially in South Africa, can find a lot of uh, activities related to space science and investigation of the uh, stellar systems and um, uh, astronomy as well. So I think this issue can be a very uh, good solution in Africa. Wonderful. And and you mentioned each country in Africa can, can be a member. We were wondering what are the minimum requirements to be a member of, of AFSA and, and how did an agency in Africa become involved as a member? Uh, by default, any country that is member of the African uh, Union can be a member or it's already a member in the African Space Agency. So we don't have a specific requirement or certain application to be used for the membership of the African Space Agency. You may consider having some sort of, um, you know, expectations from the member countries to, uh, to be involved, to really incentivize more participation. We're also wondering, you know, how you guys um, plan to develop and, and your annual budget to to support your your activities in that of um, the African people. Yes, the financial resource is uh, a matter of concern here, because uh, during our discussion for the building and the activation of the African Space Agency, the financial model was a, a very debatable one, and we have looked and studied a lot of models like the um, European Space Agency, for example and the Asian one as well. 
we can see that a lot of uh, financial models can be applied for the African Space Agency. That's why uh, the African Space Agency is under the umbrella of the African Union. The African Union, of course, have a financial resources which is coming from each member state. Excellent. Yeah, imagine it's, um, you know, the kind of the global space industry has an important role to play in, in, in helping enable and, and, and establish and, and also sponsor AFSA um, and, and, and your activities that you guys um, and, and systems and, and technology you guys develop. I would imagine there's a lot of knowledge and, you know, research and, and IP and, and technology that can also be passed on and, and, and transferred to, to AFSA? I think uh, uh, in this arena, um, uh, the major players in the uh, space industry in Africa will have to contribute together to make the leverage uh, of the level, especially for the capacity building and calibers in other African countries. Because for example, if you look to the African countries, you can have uh, Algeria, South Africa, Nigeria, Egypt. Uh, also, you can find uh, major players uh, that are willing to uh, get into the uh, space market in Africa. It's come to my mind that we have uh, in uh, 2019, uh, Egypt have announced the, has announced the uh, project called African Development Satellite. So the African Development Satellite Project is the project which uh, have been announced in TCAD, which is a conference between African leaders and uh, in Tokyo and Tokyo uh, government. And this also have been announced in ALC, African Leadership Conference 2019. We came to the project and we thought that uh, these teams, technical teams can collaborate together to exchange the information, to make exchange of the, the knowledge. So we can find a, a team which is very brilliant in me mechanics of, for example, another one in the software, another one in the hardware, electronics, something like this. So uh, I think uh, the African Development Satellite can be uh, a pilot project for the collaboration between the African countries. We have also provided the training for the teams from uh, Kenya, Uganda, Nigeria, and Sudan in Cairo here. It was around uh, four months ago. Wonderful. Um, tons of you guys are up to some uh, great things. Everything, you know, working remote, it, I think it's a perfect time for, for what yeah. you're doing and to build a team. How, um, how involved do we think the Egyptian Space Agency and, and government will be in, in establishing um, and, and operating AFSA and um, how involved would the Egyptian government or, or army be um, involved as well? Uh, during the, the call for tender, which have been announced by the African Union, uh, Egypt introduced um, uh, an offer to host the agency. And we, we have dedicated uh, a, a specific and separate budget for the agency from uh, to support the agency, to support the startup phase of the agency. And this uh, budget will be allocated from the Egyptian government, especially to the, to the agency to facilitate its early operation work. Uh, and this can be a very uh, supportive 
financial resource for the agency to start its operation. Uh, also, the uh, during the operation, uh, the uh, the African Space Agency headquarters is uh, is uh, is already few meters away from the headquarters of the Egyptian Space Agency. So I think the the a lot of uh, ideas can be exchanged together. A lot of support can be provided for the agency from our government. Uh, and uh, very exciting. So uh, yeah. <laughs> look forward to hearing how things develop and uh, sure, sure. next year and over the years. Um, yeah, we're also wondering when, uh, you know, do we think the human spaceflight program would start at any given year? In Africa? With, with, with AFSA. Okay. I don't think that the human space flight will be coming soon in, in the African Space Agency. Uh, the human space flight from Africa may take some time to be uh, active. And I think this can be uh, a middle term to, uh, to link long-term objective uh, for the agency itself. I think 2025 is a good aspirational goal. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I imagine um, along the lines of the um, information exchange and knowledge transfer and technology transfer, um, you know, helping create an exchange program for, for African leaders, you know, to to learn about that knowledge and, and, and technology and then, and then bring it back to Africa um, and, and, um, and, and the space agencies, you know, and, and really implement and learn from NASA and, and ESA and, and the commercial. And uh, imagine leaders in the US would love to go visit and support you guys in Cairo and, and, then, and then you guys come to uh, the United States and, and, and Europe as well. Um, yeah, some kind of, you know, in-person or online fellowship or research program would be quite exciting. Okay, uh, so we have uh, a camera system which can uh, see a hyperspectral data cube. Uh, and this hyperspectral data cube gives us a lot of spectral signature for the uh, vegetation and the water indices as well. And we use this uh, to investigate uh, how the uh, climate is affecting the vegetation area in Egypt, especially for the water salinity for the vegetation area, and how this vegetation area is reduced each year by a specific percentage. And we are targeting from this research to, um, to fly a CubeSat that carries out this mission with hyperspectral capabilities, equipped with, hyper, with uh, our machine learning and artificial intelligence. Uh, we, we hope that this mission can be uh, very helpful for us and demonstrating our capabilities in building this space technology. Uh, one of the challenges also is to um, secure a data that can help us and help other ministries and government decision support system in Egypt to help the uh, decision makers make a good decision, especially for the water management uh, and the irrigation systems in Egypt. Uh, and this research is being carried out and we have just started, I think, a few months ago. We are very willing to share this um, with our uh, partners from Africa. Wonderful. 
we look forward to hopefully you know supporting and and, and contributing sometime yes yeah, thank you so much thank you thank you for inviting me and thank you for your time today